Welcome to the Washington Health Report. I'm Paul Rayburn, your host. You are listening to ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. Today we are talking about the State Children's Health Insurance Program, otherwise known as SCHIP, and about whether we might actually see some expanded coverage for children this year, subject of an important debate right now in Washington. My guest is Ron Pollack, Executive Director of Families USA, a leading consumer organization based in Washington, D.C. Families USA has a mission to achieve high-quality, affordable health care for all Americans, and that would include children's, which is our subject today. Welcome to the program, Ron. Well, delighted to be with you, Paul. So SCHIP, that funny acronym, uh, many of our listeners may know something about that, but uh, can you just give us a quick rundown on, a very quick rundown on what that is and how it works? Well, SCHIP, the State Children's Health Insurance Program, was created in 1997. Uh, It was authored by two strange bedfellows, uh, Ted Kennedy and Orrin Hatch, Uh, and it is designed to provide health coverage to children in working families where those working families uh, are in lower-paying jobs that don't provide health care coverage. Those children may not be eligible for the most significant safety net program in the country, Medicaid. Uh, And so this program was designed to help children in these uh, lower-wage working families so that they could get health coverage. And the way it works is that the federal government provides money to the states, which the states have to provide some matching share. It's 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 not dollar for dollar. The federal government pays the lion's share of the cost. And uh, then children uh, from families generally with incomes below 200% of poverty, which is roughly $34,000 for a family of three, are eligible for coverage. And so it serves as a safety net. Now, the states actually are allowed to establish the eligibility standards as they wish. Most states have set it at 200% of poverty. Some states are slightly lower. Some states are somewhat higher. That 200% of poverty is that figure you mentioned? What is that again? It's uh, a little over $34,000 of annual income for a family of three, and it's about $42,000 for a family of four. And now, this has been around since 1997, so we're at the 10-year. Was it, was it authorized for 10 years? Is that why it's now under discussion now? That's exactly right. It was uh, created and authorized for 10 years. Its authorization expires in 2007, and therefore Congress will be considering what to do about the program this year, and presumably it will reauthorize the program, but it's the key details that are going to be most important. There are between 8 and 9 million children in the country who are uninsured, and this is a real opportunity to get the job done so that every child in the country has health coverage. Okay, about 8 or 9 million uninsured. Now, how many... How many were added to the insured category as a result of this program uh, so far? Approximately 6 million. Okay, so it's, it's reached not quite half the children that it's aimed at, is that right? Well, that's right, it, because, because the amount of money provided when the program started and got its 10-year authorization was not enough to get the job done. And so the key issue that will be debated in Congress is will Congress at this point provide sufficient funds so that we can complete the job and get all children covered. Yeah, that would be, I take it, that would be your recommendation or your position. Yes, and, I, and it's a common position, actually. It's, I think that uh, the overwhelming majority of the American people 
as evidence from a variety of different surveys and polls, clearly want to make sure that at a minimum we cover all children in our country. I think you're right. I I don't know who could argue with that goal. On the other hand, many more ideas with what to do with it than there is money available. We have all kinds of, we have other medical issues to think about. We have national security issues to think about. We have bridges to repair. How do you make the argument that this is where the money should be spent? Well, the argument uh, is a very simple one. It's, you know, if you don't do it, you're being penny-wise and pound-foolish. And sure, it's going to cost somewhat more money uh, to provide coverage for children who don't have it. But failing to do that is going to cost you a whole lot more money. Children are America's future. If they don't get adequate health care, they're not going to get the education. They're not going to develop. And ultimately, health conditions will get worse, and we're going to wind up uh, paying for children in emergency rooms, and it's the most expensive form of care, and children won't be productive. And so in the long run, failing to do this is a bigger cost. So you could make an argument on economic grounds independent of the idea that it's nice to make sure kids get good medical care. Yeah, this is not simply an issue of altruism. This makes good common sense and makes economic sense. This is something that not just the American people, but some of the, some groups that may tend to uh, raise questions about uh, health care reform in its broader aspects, uh, notwithstanding their views about that, this is something that is uniformly popular. If you've just joined us, I want to remind you or let you know that you're listening to Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. This is the Washington Health Report. I'm Paul Rayburn, and we're talking to Ron Pollack of the nonprofit consumer group Families USA in Washington, D.C. Now, how much has been spent on this S-CHIP program so far? Well, the uh, in the past year, the amount of money made available to the states was $5 billion, and translated, since Congress typically now does things on five-year cycles, that's about $25 billion over five years. What is likely to happen, or at least has a very good chance of happening, is that Congress may make available, instead of $25 billion over the next five years, $75 billion, i.e. tripling the amount of money made available for, for children's uh, health coverage. And the reason I, I pick that number is because uh, the House of Representatives and the Senate have completed their work in their respective bodies on the so-called budget resolution. And in that budget resolution, which sets the parameters for what Congress can do and spend in the following year, they did add $50 billion over the next five years And so uh, Congress now has an opportunity to craft legislation that will truly uh, reach children who are currently uninsured. So they they added $50 billion to the $25 billion that they have been spending? Or Uh, or, or they've made it a total of $50 billion? uh, No, they they made it a total of $75 billion. They they said that uh, they have made room in the budget to add $50 billion over the $25 billion that had been expected, for the next five years. It, it averages out at about $15 billion a year. Now, is that enough to cover that the eight or nine million children who do not have insurance at this point? It certainly would come close. And now there's a hitch in all this, and, and it's a very important hitch that your listeners need to be aware of. When Congress said, as part of its budget resolution, that it is prepared and willing to provide this substantial additional amount of money, 
uh, Congress said, as it's saying now for everything in the in the budget, that when we spend this extra money, we're going to have to pay for it, and we're going to either have to come up with additional revenues or cutbacks in other expenditures. And so the the real question that lies in front of Congress now, now that the budget resolution calls for this additional $50 billion, is will they come up with what is in Washington these days called pay-fors, are we going to pay for this additional $50 billion so it can truly be made available to this program? Now, the, um, what is the administration's position on this? Well, the administration is, on this way, uh, the equivalent of playing wrong-way Corrigan. They're, they're going in the opposite direction. They actually proposed an amount of money for the program that would result in cutbacks of children currently covered by this program so that actually fewer kids would get coverage than have it today and it would add children to the ranks of the uninsured. But I have to tell you, I don't believe that that position enjoys almost any support in the Congress, whether it's on the Republican side of the aisle or the Democratic side of the aisle. People want to make sure that more kids get covered. The questions are, Will it be this full additional $50 billion, and will Congress come up with the money to pay for it? But the administration's position is totally out of step with both the Republicans in Congress and uh, the Democrats. Well, are these, are these, I mean, the question is whether these are serious proposals at this stage or whether these are opening negotiating positions. I mean, Congress can say we'd like to add $50 billion, and they sound like good guys, and uh, maybe, you know, they don't find the the pay-for, as you say, and they get some good press and in the end don't spend nearly that much, and maybe the White House expects to compromise and increase the thing. Uh, what, what, what's your assessment of the political terrain? Well, the White House, of course, is beleaguered with a whole bunch of other issues right now, and this is not uppermost on their screen. Uh, obviously, uh, questions of Iraq, the uh, firing of the uh, U.S. attorneys, uh, I mean, there, you know, stem cell research. There are a whole bunch of issues right now that the Bush administration has dug its heels on. I don't think that they're ultimately uh, going to put the same emphasis in trying to prevail on this as they have on those other issues. Because uh, the White House knows, because they read polls every day, they know that uh, covering America's children enjoys broad support, irrespective of ideology and party affiliation. As the program has run so far, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that some states do a great job with the money they get and some do a, a rotten job. Is, is that the case, or, or am, I just, am I just too cynical? As in almost any human endeavor, some people do a better job and others do a worse job, and that's true of the states. Some states have done an excellent job of reaching children and of expanded coverage very substantially. Other, jo- other states have done a mediocre job. But what's very important for any of those states is that they have predictability about the availability of substantial resources. It doesn't make sense for a state to leave that money on the table because uh, under the way this program works, if a state is unable to use the money, it gets taken back from them and it goes to another state. And it really shortchanges the taxpayers in that state and the children in that state. So I think that job one is to make sure that Congress truly comes up with the pay-fors and, get, and all that money is, is put on the table in a predictable manner. And I think if that happens, whether it's a better state or not as good a state, I think we're going to see meaningful expansion. And uh, just as a, as a final question, what about the 
uh, tens of millions of adults who, even if this is funded, will still not have coverage. Is there any hope for them? You know, we're now engaging in a vibrant debate nationally about how to change America's health care system. And all the presidential candidates are talking about the need to make sure that, that we have coverage for everyone in, in the country. And so I think that we're not going to be far off from that debate. It just won't be included in this piece of legislation. I will say that if we succeed with America's children and get that as a platform in, in terms of making sure they have coverage, it's going to make the job somewhat easier in reaching other populations at a later time. That will bring us to a close. We've been talking about the s chip program and health insurance for children with Ron Pollack from Families USA in Washington, D.C. Thanks for being with us, Ron. Paul, thanks for inviting me. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. You have been listening to the Washington Health Report on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thanks for being with us.